Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Straight to Amp. My name is Alex, here with DC. How's it going, DC? Not bad. How about you, bud? Going pretty splendid. It's a Wednesday afternoon. It's a little rainy out, but I'm doing pretty fine. In the room with us, we have Jared from Color by Numbers. How's it going? Good. I'm doing well. Awesome. So you came here to talk about a upcoming uh, CD release and tour, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, actually, the album came out last year, but we're kind of touring it now because we were just, you know, slow to get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start off by kind of what's the background of Color by Numbers? Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, okay, uh, Color by Numbers kind of started as like a recording project a few years ago. So um, Alex and myself, Alex, who's the bass player, we uh, met maybe like 10 years ago and we started just kind of jamming like 70s songs with Neil Young and stuff in his garage. And then we realized, you know, we're both writers, we write songs, like let's uh, work on some of these original songs. Um, and it got to a point where we had like seven or eight songs. We're like, we should go record some of these. And a friend of mine had um, access to UMFM, the studio there. Okay. And so we just went in and uh, one weekend and kind of laid down a bunch of songs. And it was never really meant to be a band. It was kind of just like, we have these songs, let's record them. Um, but then it was kind of like, okay, now we have these songs. Like, we should do something with this. And so we started playing them live um, maybe a year or so after that or something to that effect. And uh, we actually... Our current lead guitar player, Jesse Miller, was our drummer at the time. He's also a fantastic drummer. So he was drumming on the r first recordings and then was our drummer in the initial lineup of the band. And that's kind of how the whole thing got started. That's actually kind of cool. Um, it's kinda, I was thinking that was similar to how um, Jets at Silate got started, too, and then just started Trevor and uh, what was... Oh, Dave. Yeah. They started just jamming together, wrote a couple songs, and then t took off from there. So how about the name Colored by Numbers? Where does that come from? Uh, that also comes from like the first EP. So I had a song called Color by Numbers. We don't play it too much off that anymore. It's like on an older song. But um, basically the first EP was meant to be sort of like the album cover would be like a Color by Numbers picture. And so we were going to like steal some crayons from Perkins and sell them with the <laughs> album. Uh, never really materialized. But um, so the first EP though was called the Color by Numbers EP. And then I guess after that the name just kind of sort of stuck. Because we didn't really have anything else to go by. <laughs> I like it. I'm terrible at naming bands. It's I think hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it's it's hard. just a constant battle. I think the last couple of bands I played in, we rotated through so many different names, but I like Color by Numbers. It's hard to come up with a name like right when you start a band because it's kind of like, you know, if you don't have too many songs, it's like, how do you know what name is going to represent what you actually sound like and who you are, right? And for us, it became more of a barrier. We're like, okay, we want to go play a couple of li so uh, songs live. What do we call ourselves? Uh, where was that one band we called ourselves to be announced just because we, had <laughs> we were coming up to um, an open mic at Dylan O'Connor's on Pemino when it was still or not on Pemino on Portage sorry oh yeah. uh, back in the day so we used to have an open mic for everyone and I think it was just a couple of days before the EP came out we're like okay let's just settle on to be announced we'll figure it out from there <laughs> but it was a lot of fun so took a look at your style is kind of 90s nerdy rock it's, it's hard for me to describe but i really liked it it's a lot of fun oh, it's i don't know there's a lot just going on there where did that come from is that that's basically it 90s nerd rock oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah definitely a lot of influence from like sloan and weezer and uh, any sort of alt rock like presidents the united states of america and that sort of stuff uh, i think it just kind of came naturally like our first ep is like really eclectic and much different but the new stuff kind of has that sort of 90s alt-rock sound to it, and I think it's just influenced by those bands. Yeah, it's funny you s say Weezer, because, like, the second, like, I think of, like, 90s nerd rock, I think that's the first thing that stands yeah. out to <laughs> me. Those guys kind of, like, lead the front of, like, the, uh, 
how do I say it? Not the nerdy, but the kind of down and out. Yeah. Guy yeah. never got the girl. Yeah, no, guy who never got the girl yeah. kind of band. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that we're talking about that, let's kind of tie into uh, the like talk about Weezer and Sloan. Uh, what were other were your big influences? I'm gonna put split us into a two-parter: local and others. Okay, I guess like just in terms of our general influence, a lot of it does stem from like '70s stuff, like Neil Young, which I guess is kind of local. Um. <laughs> I always will stand firm that Neil Young is Winnipeg because that's where he started playing. Exactly. Music. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, like definitely like Neil Young was a huge influence and Crosby, Stills and Nash because like all the vocal harmonies and stuff and a lot of that 70s stuff. But and I, I guess the Beatles, too, because I mean, obviously, who's influenced by the Beatles? But it's, you know, that sort of really rich, layered music that we kind of like to do that. Not really like it's not like punk or anything where it's like here's a guitar and bass playing the same thing. Not to downplay punk. Punk <laughs> is great. But <laughs> um, and I guess like sort of like more contemporary local influences. Um, personally, I'm influenced a lot by uh, bands like Waking Eyes and Royal Canoe, like a lot of those sort of poppier kind of bands. Um, Attica Riots, definitely. Uh, we have a song I just wrote that I'm pretty sure I kind of lifted some sort of <laughs> Attica Riots chorus from or something. <laughs> it's not liable here. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about uh, the your EP then um, that you released last year. So what was it like kind of putting that together? It's your third or second, second album, EP, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that one was like we kind of decided to actually spend some money on it because the first one we sort of, I think, cost us like maybe three or four hundred dollars. Um, this deal. Yeah. I know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, this one, though, we decided to go to Private Ear, which is kind of, I guess, sort of the one of the more prestigious studios in town, I guess, and work with JP, who was fantastic. And it, I think the album it ended up sounding great. Um, but it was a lot more involved in terms of the recording process. There was a lot more um, just layering stuff and trying to figure out what to add and more time spent mixing and like tweaking things to like really minute little changes that we didn't really do on the first record. And it, I, it, I mean, it definitely paid off. I think it sounds great. <laughs> so Is it the entire band or uh, just you? No, it, yeah. So by this point, yeah, we're like an uh, actual band. It's not just a recording project <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's cool any lessons from the studio like um i've been in the studio once or twice before and it's just such a mind-blowing experience in terms of how to record how to tune your sound and uh refining your chops oh that recording sounds mint perfect it blows me away so what any takeaways from that like how did it shape your sound at all after um yeah, I think so. It's like one of those things where you start recording songs in the studio and you add layers and stuff, and you think, okay, now we got to figure out how to make what we just recorded sound similar live, you know, because it becomes a different song once you record it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the, the big lesson, though, is just, like, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience, and you really have to sort of be patient with, like, the recording process and the mixing process, and you might not get a part one day or something, and then you go back to it the next day and you get it that day, or, you know, it's it's... You can't just rush into it, I guess, is sort of the point. <laughs> no, that's fair. You got to do your homework, kids, before you go into the studio. That's dollar bills going out the window. Yeah. All right, so comes out a year, year ago, and now you're kind of getting out there, wanting to play some shows, do a tour, and you got a few things coming up. Uh, I saw you got Fringe Fest coming up. Yep. And the Western Canadian Tour. Uh, tell us about those. Yeah, so Fringe Fest, um, we used to play Fringe Fest pretty consistently, and then we missed it last year because I think I just forgot to apply. So I'm looking forward to actually playing on the Cube stage again. It's an awesome stage. It's a lot of fun being like in front of the audience in the exchange, um, hoping for good weather, obviously. <laughs> um, 
Now, I don't know if we'll have this up in time, but you right. are playing Monday the 23rd? Yeah, it's this Monday, yeah. Okay. And uh, whereabouts are you guys going in Western Canada? Uh, so it's a small tour. We're not going, like, past the mountains because it's, you know, once you get past the mountains, it becomes, like, a longer tour. You kind of have to make a time out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it's, like, 24 hours to Vancouver and only 13 hours to Calgary, right? So, like, half your trip is just getting out to, like, the Vancouver area. Um, so we decided to go just as far as Calgary and Edmonton. So we're going to go Regina, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, and back. A um, couple cities, we have multiple gigs. So Regina, we got two shows. And then Calgary, we have two shows. One of them, we're, like, hosting an open mic night. So okay. that should be nice. an interesting interesting deal <laughs> yeah, just you guys going yeah yeah we have a bunch of other local bands in each city that we're playing with to kind of help bring out people and stuff oh but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect so i want to go back to Fo uh, fringe festival and talk have you played on you've played on the stage before what's that like it looks so cool but like i've heard there's some controversy behind it and i'm not really ever sure where that comes from because everyone i've talked to says the cube's awesome and i love it so what's your experience? I, I like the Cube. I yeah. enjoy playing on the stage. It's some of the best sound. The sound guys they have working there are fantastic. So it always sounds great. And you can oh, totally. hear what's coming back from the monitors and not like guessing if you're singing right or not. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I guess the controversy is a lot of people were sort of upset initially with how it looked compared to the old stage. Sounds like we got some rain. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's got some rain out here. Yeah, so if you can hear this through the microphones right now, that is rain coming down <laughs> on a metal roof. <laughs> This is why we're on this side of the studio, not the other side where it leaks. <laughs> this is just a communal space. On the other side is where I actually set up, and there's a garbage can where water comes in. Nice. Very fancy, <laughs> I know. <but laughs> we're high class here. That's straight to amp. So big tour coming up. You've got your album set. Any? Do you have any future com future albums coming out after the, after the tour? Yeah, we actually have sort of like a really big project in the works. We're uh, we're doing a rock opera. Oh, nice. <laughs> that so, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, have, we have, I think, about like six or seven songs we've written right now. There'll probably be maybe 12 in total. Like, it's not going to be a super long one. But uh, yeah, I, th I think the eventual plan is to kind of do it as a fringe show and maybe even try to tour fringe festivals throughout Canada and do something like that. That'd be insane. Elaborate a bit on the, the rock opera, if you will. Like, I know like the, there's the Pink Floyd, um, the Wall album, uh, it comes to my mind, first of all. Uh, Green Day, Am American Idiot. They all kind of flow. There's like a story to it. Is that kind of what you're after, too? Yeah, it's definitely a story. So it's uh, we actually have a live video right now for a song called Thaddeus. And that's actually going to be, I guess, probably the first single off the album because it's about a character called Thaddeus. So he's kind of based on a friend of ours who I won't mention here. <laughs> but he, I think he knows who he is. <laughs> um, it's kind of based on him, and he's sort of a music or a musician in the local music scene. And it's about like him, not, not him, and like uh, Thaddeus, the character, not our friend. But it's about the character Thaddeus trying to make it in the music scene and sort of like his life and his troubles and whatnot. And then, yeah, there's going to be a whole story to it. So the idea as a fringe show is it would be sort of theatrical and it'd have, like, it would tell the story as well as the music. That's cool. I think I, when I listen to Thaddeus on YouTube, uh, and I'll have the link posted online after this interview, um, I, I felt like it just kind of spoke to me. I'm like, I've been in a basement band. I play the bass guitar. <laughs> exactly what it's I've about. I've totally wanted a band before. That's, like, that's exactly it, like, yeah. This relates to me on so many levels. <laughs> no, it was really cool. That's It really just kind of spoke to the style that you're kind of bringing. It's fun, it's nerdy, and... I can see your influences with Neil Young and the 70s. You're telling a story at the same time. Is that kind of how you always approach writing? Just the full story? Um, it's ca uh, Me and Alex sort of split writing duties in terms of who writes sort of like lead vocals for a song and whatnot. 
and he's definitely more of a storyteller like his songs are Thaddeus is actually like his shortest song is under three minutes long most of his songs are almost seven minutes oh, wow. yeah so and that's because he always has these like elaborate stories to tell but I guess because this one's only part of a bigger story it ended up being a shorter song <laughs> um, but yeah he he's definitely more the song or the storyteller in songs I, I definitely write songs that are more just kind of like from my heart and about personal experience um, but yeah I mean I, I guess that's kind of somewhat of the approach so is it just the two of you that write, or does the whole band contribute, or you just kind of come in and throw in parts? Uh, for the most part, it's kind of like me and Alex will sort of write, like the start of a song. We'll have like the basic idea for it, or almost a fleshed-out version of it, uh, and then the rest of the band will kind of come in and sort of figure out what their parts are going to be for drums and lead guitar and stuff. What's the big dream for Color by Numbers going forward? Like, what what's your the peak that you guys want to reach? Where do you want to get to going forward? Um, I mean, it'd be nice to sort of do this thing for a living full time. I know that's sort of like a somewhat of a pipe dream, I guess. But um, realistically, you know, if we can keep playing shows and maybe do a tour every summer or something, even if it's just a shorter one, and, you know, and have people showing up at the venues, that's really all I care about is just like be able to actually play for an audience. It's so much better to play for people than for like the bar staff. <laughs> not that they're not people, but <laughs> they do appreciate you. They though, do. That's you know. true. That's true. Shout out to all bar bartenders, servers. You are heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so venues. This is our this is something we always like to ask: is um, what's your favorite venue to play? Where do you, um, or where have you not played yet that you'd like to? So that's a two-part question. Hmm. Okay. Favorite venue. That's a tough one. I I guess um. I mean, the Goodwill is always fun to play here in Winnipeg. Yeah, it's like winner winner every time. Yeah, Goodwill's like the seems to be the peak right now. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's just because of sort of its influence in the music scene, and the fact that they always have good sound people, and it always sounds good there. And the stage is like a nice stage, and it's actually a backstage area. Yeah, I mean that's I, I think that's what I like about it. It's it's a fun place to play. Yeah, and even just going as um, in, um, just as a fan and an audience member. That too, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The venue's just great. The sounds great. The people are great. And I just like the environment, everything about it. Yeah, I yeah, like no, being I able to go play pinball and waiting for my uh, mac and cheese in the back, <laughs> exactly. and then just going back and enjoying <laughs> the show. It's kind of everything I want. Yeah. Except um, like the old checkered floors from those old venues. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so, and how about the? The venue that you would like to play if you could play it, uh, like in Winnipeg here. Yeah. Let's see. Actually, let's get let's make that a two-parter. Oh, in the world. <laughs> and anywhere. Um, I mean, would I be crazy to say Investors Group Field? <laughs> no, not at all. I guess it's possible, right? I mean, like you have bands like Attica Rides and Bright Righteous who are technically playing Investors Group Field. Oh, that's true. It could be a possibility in the next couple of years. <laughs> and I do have to kind of give a shout out to that. That was uh, the CFL every Thursday has been bringing in. Uh, a local band in the city that is playing to play th uh, th um, the halftime show. But I also know the football club itself has been using local bands this year for the tailgate party outside the mm -hmm. stadium. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I saw a few of them last year, too. Yeah, I haven't been in any games this year. Attica Riots, they actually got on TV because of that, and uh, that was huge exposure for them. It, so it helps, I think, because like, so many, like, I feel like live music in the city is kind of dying somewhat, so it really helps that, like, you know, bands are given the chance to get in front of a new audience that wouldn't necessarily go to a bar at 11 p.m. on a Wednesday night or something, right? Like, <laughs> yes. you know, get to see them in a decent hour at a good venue. It's always good to see other avenues explored to get that exposure and to be able to play the music live versus just hearing it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Any places you'd like to play outside of Winnipeg? Dream mm. big, come on. 
And dream big or dream crazy. What about like some crazy show in Russia? Oh. <laughs> what about something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe like a four-month tour of Siberia. <laughs> um, I don't know. Realistically, it'd be cool to just play like, I don't know, like the Hollywood Bowl or just some sort of big venue, even if it's like opening for like another band. <laughs> and that actually was going to tie into my next question. If you could open for or tour with, any I can answer this question before you're even done asking it. It's Sloan. <laughs> Sloan is the band. <laughs> nice. And that's Canadian too, so that's yeah. awesome. I think I just like, you know, uh, we're so much like them, uh, even in the like our stage presence and almost like the way we look. Like everyone always like everyone in the band keeps saying I look like Jay Ferguson if I put a hat on and <laughs> and like Jesse Miller, our lead guitar player, has like a big beard just like uh whatever uh, Patrick Pentland does right now. So it's kinda like it's a weird, weird sort of parallel. I remember seeing Sloan at Cowboys many, many moons ago. Yeah, that's the thing I like about them. Every time they come here, they play small venues. Like, yeah. they were just here at the Pyramid recently, and it's great. You get to see them in, like, this in intimate sort of venue. It's not like the MTS Center or something. Yeah. I find the bigger the venue, the further the way I am from the band, I'm not as cued in. Like, I get so locked into a band when I'm in a small totally. venue. Like, I'm almost mesmerized. We talked about uh, the Sturgeons about this, like, how some people at some shows, they look miserable. Like, I'm a guy who stands with my arms crossed, locked in, but it's only because I am so, <laughs> so locked, locked in upstairs. In the yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much and the I'm same as that. <laughs> and as a musician, too, like, I'm just looking at everything that's going on on stage. Yeah, you're paying too. attention to everything. You're, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not distracted by, like, big screens and light shows and all exactly. that crap. And everyone's just like, hey, are you okay? Uh, you want to lighten up a bit? Like, <laughs> no, just, I'm locked in right now. Let me I'm studying. It. Leave me alone. Yeah, I'm yeah. studying. Yeah, I'm studying. <laughs> what are they doing? I got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. That's, water, yeah. That's totally all I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that's how they do that. How do I do that now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've, I've learned how to play many songs just by watching. I always get a little backwards whenever I try and watch another musician play, and that's frustrating in a band because someone someone's trying to show me a lick. I'm like, okay, now how do I play that not backwards but with my own hands? I, oh, I yeah. I need a left-handed guitar player in front of me to do this. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Or I need them to stand in front of a mirror so then I or can... Or that you can watch the mirror or whatever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, actually, now that we're talking instruments, I'm a bit of a gearhead. Uh, I haven't really done this much yet. Um, you're a guitar player. Yep. What are you playing through right now? What's your, what's your go-to uh, gear? I have a Fender Starcaster reissue. Nice. Um, uh, going through a Fender DeVille. It's funny, I never really thought of myself as a Fender guy, but apparently I am. It happens. I have a Fender <laughs> it just kind of happens. <laughs> I've had many strats, and I end up like buying them, customizing them, selling them, or trading them. They never seem to stay. But um, great guitars, though, regardless. Um, what is something that you would want to get down the future? Like, say, hey, I'm going to go on a big tour. I need something new. What would be your, that thing you go and get? Um, I'd love to get like an actual original 70s Fender Starcaster. But uh, they're hard to find, and they're usually like five to six grand, and it's hard to justify that sort of purchase <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just put it on the old charge card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll pay it off over the next seven years. <laughs> seven or 70. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, everybody else in the band? What are they uh, jamming with? So Jesse, our lead guitar player, has, um, it looks like a Telecaster, but it's not. I can't remember what the name is. Like a... I want to say like a Nashville or something. It's yeah, I know some really nice guitar. Not to be a country music referencer, but he's kind of like the Brad Paisley. He's playing a Telecaster that's custom made, kind of like that. It's not really a Telecaster, but it looks like a Telecaster. Basically, yeah, it's kind of like. It sounds really good. Oh yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're all kind of Fender's guys. Like actually, Alex has like a Fender P50 
bass. Um, oh, Mike's drum kit isn't Fender, but I guess they don't really make drum kits, do they? So actually, I wanted to tie back to when you first started the band. So one thing we always kind of wonder is how bands get out there, get started. So what was your experience getting going from the basement and getting on fr getting in front of the stage? Um, I've been playing like in bands for years, so this is kind of just sort of like another one, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You're a vet now, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never really had a problem going on stage. I've I've always loved being on stage, and um, I guess the, I mean the, the tricky part is when you have a new band, sort of getting people to know who you are and getting your name out there and. Um, oftentimes I find your first couple shows are really well attended because everyone's like, oh, so-and-so's got a new band, let's go check it out. And then it kind of just drops off again until sort of like an album and then maybe another album <laughs> and then, you know, that's, it's kind of got to ride the wave sometimes. Um, yeah. What was the first big venue slash show that you played? Um, I guess like the first, that's a tough question. I'm trying to think what it's like some of our bigger shows are. We've played like some festivals like Shine On. That was, I guess, some, I mean, in terms of the actual attendance of the festival, I guess you could say it was a bigger show. Um, and then years ago in one of my first bands called The Ruffigans, we played um, Coyotes or whatever the heck it's called now, the old Chuck oh E. Cheese on Pemina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that place is open anymore no, or not. I have no idea. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing there now. No. Um, we played there, though, and it, we played, it was like a battle of the bands. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Battle of the Bands there. That's right. Yeah. yeah okay. And um, we played it. We played there once. And it was like the final round of the Battle of the Bands, and there must have been like maybe like 60, 70 people there. But it, it, the whole crowd was actually like into our music and like up at the stage dancing. And it was like one of those experiences I'll never forget. It's kind of like the first time we actually had like an engaged audience, other yeah. than people just kind of sitting and like not paying attention to us. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. And then sort of it's like you know chasing the dragon after that. Now it's like every time I play a show, it's like I want that, but it doesn't always happen. <laughs> oh, it's addictive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of addicted to shows, how does that, what is that stage presence like when you're having a good show? I mean, it's hard to describe. It's almost like you just get lost in it. You kind of forget that you're even doing it. Like you just, you're up there and you get so lost in it that you're just sort of in the moment, I guess. Like you're not really thinking about what you're playing. You're not really thinking about like, is the audience into this or like what's Alex doing over there on the bass? It's kind of just you're in the moment and in the zone, I guess. And it's, yeah, you just get lost in it. Something I've always found uh, addictive for myself is just going up on stage. And um, what I was gonna ask is, have you ever had any experiences that you kind of any? What's your most like memorable experience, good or bad? One thing we we always like is like dirt on. Well, okay, so happens at a show. that one I was just talking about was probably like one of my most memorable experiences for good. Um, for bad though, I'll give you that one because it's really funny. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of have like a a presence in the band of being a bit of a like jokester, trickster, I guess. Like poking fun at things. And so we were playing The Fringe two years ago and we were doing the song Brian Wilson by the, um, the Bare Naked Ladies. Very nice. And I played with a capo on and I couldn't remember if the capo went on the second or third fret. And so I turned to Mike and Alex like just before we started the song, I'm like, is this song in A flat or B? And they both just looked at me and laughed. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and so I put the capo on the second fret thinking, okay, right, I think it goes on the second fret for the song. I start playing and since the song is just um, guitar and vocals at the start, I start playing and Alex is singing. And I guess he didn't notice the different key. And so he's singing like in key, and but as soon as he comes in on bass, he's playing in a different key than what I'm playing in, oh and no. it was just like a train wreck. And we're at the fringe in front of like, I don't know, maybe a hundred, two hundred people or something, and <laughs> it was just we end up stopping the song and just kind of moving on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably like the worst memorable experience. <laughs> so it's like a thing now, like you just write it on your arm first. 
Brett. I have some, I've sometimes on the set list, like, write capo numbers beside it in oh. case I forget. <laughs> it's very key. That one I know for sure now, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what do you like to do outside of, like, when you're not playing with the band, what do you guys like to do? Any shows you like to see? Any other artists you like to go check out and hang out with? Uh, yeah, I mean, mostly just, like, I'll go to almost any local show, really. Um, I lot of love a lot of the local bands. There's a lot of good stuff happening in the city. Um, yeah, I don't know. Me and Alex go to shows quite a bit. You mentioned going to like Royal Canoe shows and it, uh, any other. Is there any artists that you're like really gung ho about to see? Uh, kind of starting. Like um, Riots and Bright Righteous are getting up there. And uh, there's the band Silence Kit that I think is probably one of the best bands in the city right now. I don't oh, know, do you know those guys? We've been Ish. talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, they're. Their stage presence is just insane. Like it's ridiculous, and their songs are awesome, and they're really fun to watch. I've like seen them online. I don't know if I've seen them live yet, but I've been ha- I've had them on my um on my hit list right now. I've seen some of their stuff on YouTube, so that's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, they're they're definitely one of the more entertaining bands in the city right now. A lot, you know, a lot of bands go up there and they're really good and they're really tight, but they just kind of have their heads down and they're playing or whatever, and it's like okay, like. That's one of my more frustrating things about going to see bands is ones that just don't engage with the audience. Like, if you're a shoegaze, sure, great. That's, like, totally the right thing. But otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're a solo like a solo musician, you really have to focus on your technical stuff. Yeah, you can't really do two things at once. I get it. But if you're, you know, you're doing in your generic five-piece, four-piece band, dance. I don't know. Not dance. Yeah. I shouldn't say dance. That's just me. <laughs> Jump, but engage the audience too. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, just kind of exactly. look up at some point from it's your set list and like si- and just see what's going on out there. I know there's lots of lights, but you know. it's, it's oh, yeah. funny because like I don't know. Weezer was here recently, and I went and saw them, and it was I, the second time I saw them, and, and um, I think the first time was better. But the last show was just like they didn't engage the audience no, at all. Didn't. It was really like I think there's one point where somebody else said something. Rivers Kumo, like the singer, never said anything. He just yeah. kind of sang his songs and sort of. And I've always kind of heard that was that was his reputation. Like, he doesn't like engaging. But even still, like, yeah, you're right. They kind of came out, played songs. Yeah. That was it. I mean, it was, it was a it short set, great. too. I think it was, yeah. like, what, like, less than an hour almost? Maybe just over an hour? I think like it was just a pretty over an short hour. Set. I mean, they played their greatest hits. Cool. Sounded great. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I just, like, at the end of it, I'm just kind of like, I wanted something more. Yeah. You can always kind of tell when it's missing just from the uh, from the show. I remember seeing Chili Peppers. I think it was their stadium or Cadium That's tour. I was just thinking about that actually. That Same one, thing. it was. I, I had such high hopes for just like they have such a stage presence, yeah. but they weren't there that night. I, yeah, I went to that show. It. I don't really remember that one that well because I've seen them a few times since that. But um, yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. The other thing I was going to tap on too is, is this, I think so. For me personally, I've stared down before. It's only because like I jammed once with somebody or practiced once with somebody. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we play a show tomorrow night. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, that's the only time I ever look down. Even still, I'll look up and try and lock eyes with somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to do the um, the sort of stare off to the back of the bar sort of thing. But at least it's kind of like, you know, I'm not looking at my shoes. I'm kind of like pretending like I'm sort of looking at the audience. <laughs> is that is that Steve back there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve, beer, right here. Yeah. Um, pre-show, pre-stage rituals, do you guys have anything? No, nothing really particular. Oh, well, I guess, I mean, a shot of whiskey, I guess that's about I was just it. Gonna, <laughs> that seems to be a common <laughs> a one. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, there is that sort of, sh- a shot of whiskey sort of a pre- pre-show thing. <laughs> I remember doing one show last winter, and I think it was a bottle of whiskey before we went up. But, of course, we only had a few days to rehearse before that, so <laughs> we needed it. Yeah. But it made it, 
a really entertaining show, at least for me. I don't know. I had a blast. Yeah, I do like playing bars like Shannon's and stuff where, you know, the first couple sets are sort of whatever, but by the third set, you're kind of a little bit drunk and it's a little bit sloppy, but it's a lot of fun, you know? <laughs> it's so much fun. You just kind of, once you're loosened up and you're just kind of going yeah. with the flow yeah. of it. I find the audience kind of picks up on it a bit more. Well, and by that point, the audience is probably almost as drunk as you are, if oh, not more true. drunk. Not more, yeah. <laughs> the carefree has gone out of the room by that point. Yeah. I've seen too many bands, local and big, that just go up and take things too seriously, and you can tell. It's like they're not having fun out there. At least it doesn't look like they're having yeah. fun. It just it reflects back. Yeah. And I'll put on a party hat. That's all yeah, I ask. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have screw ups, you got to wing it and just bounce back from it, you know, just oh, have yeah. fun with it or have a laugh at it. I've even seen big bands screw up and have a laugh about it. Like, one of my favorite moments was I think it was one of the last two times that Allison Chains were here, and uh, uh, Jerry Control and the new singer were going back and forth. I forget what song it was. And then the lead singer looks over at Jerry Control for letting him to do his part. He's kind of just rocking on his guitar, like rocking his head, and he just stops. He's like, looks up, like, oh man, <laughs> totally missed the cue there. <laughs> <This> part. <laughs> he even yeah. apologized for it, stopped, went back, and started the song over again. But yeah, you, you gotta <laughs> have funny. fun with it. You gotta make, oh, yeah, yeah light of it. Roll with the punches a little. Yeah, you're, you're not gonna play like every song perfect every time. You're, you know, you're gonna fuck up here and there. <laughs> Any tips for the newbies out there? Uh, just keep going at it. <laughs> uh, no, that's good advice. Um, Let's go back to the music scene for a second. Um, something we've been talking about a, a lot lately, and this is kind of what inspired us to get going with this, is um, Winnipeg is really bumping with all different kinds of music right now and rock in every genre of mm -hmm. rock. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's great. Like, it's really diverse. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a big question. What are your thoughts on the whole <laughs> music scene? I think, I think it's great, though, how much the, the music scene is supported, though, like, um, I guess one of the problems I found with the booking this tour was it, it seemed like other cities, like, sp especially in Saskatchewan, like, it was just hard to sort of find venues and bands to play with and um, just trying to find information in other cities felt really hard as compared to Winnipeg, where it's like, it just seems like there's, l like, a lot of venues and bands and... Well, Saskatchewan, there's probably only one or two venues to begin with. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got two major cities, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well... Unfortunately, we're missing one of our uh, other members here tonight, but he has a favorite question to ask everybody. Um, I don't know if you've been listening to our podcast or not. So I will ask the question for Brian in his, sure. in his absence. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> why or why not? A hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not? Um, that's a good question. You know, I was going to say it's not because like the bun is still connected, but at the same time, a sub sandwich... A sub sandwich does have the bun connected. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. remember back in the '90s, Subway used to cut their subs differently. They used to do the V notch and pull the top off. Right. Yeah. They don't do that no, no more. No, they don't. <laughs> mm. I forgot about that. So everything like stuck out. I mean, I'd have to say like I don't think it's a sandwich. <laughs> That's my my opinion on it, I guess. You've officially you've, you've raised a really good question. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research on this now. <laughs> to our listeners. Who haven't heard you before? What would you tell them about your music? Uh, I guess I w someone once uh, sort of described us as upbeat, dynamic rock and roll influenced by '90s alternative or something to that effect. And I think that's like what I would tell someone if they sort of asked, like, "What's your music like? What's a show like?" It's kind of that. And it's just yeah. fun. It's, it, you know, we have a fun time on stage, and I think it usually translates to the audience. So. All right. Uh, so. I think we can r we'll wrap up. Do you have 
So we got what? When's your when's the tour start? Uh, the tour starts next Thursday, the twenty sixth of July at the Cavern. That's nice. the kickoff show. And is there anything after the Fringe in Winnipeg? Um, other than the kickoff show, uh, maybe we have stuff in August. <laughs> we're playing Hoot Owl Festival, oh, and okay. then um, we're playing the Cavern. I think at the end of August. Oh, and we're playing Goodwill on August 9th with the Summer Dwellers and uh, who else is on that bill? Oh my God, I know this. Oh, the Giant Skellies? Is that what they're called? The Giant Skellies, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash CBN music or Instagram, Color by Numbers, or just hit up Color by Numbers.ca. Cool. Yeah. And uh, any on any streaming? Yeah, we're on Spotify and like, probably on Apple Music, I think. And any other streaming sites. Well, it was great to have you on. Uh, Looking forward to uh, seeing you live. We'll definitely come check out a show at the Goodwill. Sure. And uh, thank again, thank you for coming on. Um, for those of you listening, thank you for joining. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, social media, on all the social medias. Look for Straight to Amp. Find us on straighttoamp.com. And we will see you soon. Peace out. Good night. Wow.
But at least this couch is big enough for two And I can think of something we should do We'll plot our lives among